0: County Unified has spent years building career technical education programs that connect students to their interests and ultimately to tangible industry certifications and college and career pathways. The CTE vision can't happen without support and direction from high school leaders who have taken their own winding journeys to current job roles as principals and assistant principals. You'll hear them say, we don't want kids to feel lost. The three leaders joining me today on this episode of Future Groove talk about growing confidence in students to excel in the things that they enjoy. Positive collaborations with CTE teachers encourage students to be who they are, to do what they love, and what comes naturally. Well, Sochi, Russ... Adrian, some of my favorite people, thank you so much for being here on the Future Groove Podcast.
1: Thanks so much. We're very happy to be here, and thanks for the invitation.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here, John. We're looking forward to talking about CTE. It's always fun.
3: Hey, John, how's it going? Thanks for all of you being here. I just want
0: to kind of summarize the show a little bit today, and that is we're going to talk about career technical education in the K-12 space, uh, namely As all of you are working in the high school space, what that looks like, we'll introduce you in just just a little bit in terms of the sites that you're at. But one of the things I wanted to ask, and I think I always ask every one of our guests, and that is, how is it that you got here? You know, kind of working, each one of you, uh, well, Russ and Adrian are assistant principals. uh, Sochi is the principal at an alternative uh, ed site or continuation high school. Each one of these sites is uh, running really robust career technical education pathways, and uh, these folks are responsible for overseeing those directly at the school site. But I always wonder, as we kind of sit, my career path was not very straight. A lot of people that I interview, I've yet to find kind of a straight path. Like, I wanted to do this since the third grade, and so I did this and this and this and this, and here I am. And I'm just a little bit curious as Was that your career uh, pathway in terms of uh, getting to this place where you're overseeing career technical education as one of your many responsibilities on the school side or was a little bit different? Tell me a little bit about what led you to be here. And and why don't we start with uh, Dr. Ortiz, Sochi?
1: Yeah, definitely um, did not envision myself as a principal of a continuation high school of alternative education programs as you know, a high school student, definitely not an elementary. I actually envisioned myself maybe being a social worker or being a probation officer. I graduated from UC Irvine, and I worked as a probation officer for about a year. I always knew I would be working in some type of capacity, kind of changing the trajectory of youth in a positive way. I always knew that, and I thought it would be as a probation officer. Like I said, I did that for a year. I resigned. I resigned from that work and I came into teaching um, thinking, well, I'll do this, you know, for, for a short while. And uh, I did just that. I taught for 10 years, primarily fifth grade. And then I, I love to learn. So I kind of dove into, you know, how the mind works in terms of learning and environment, and I I became a school psychologist, and I was a school psychologist for seven years. As a school psychologist, I had the opportunity to work at the high school level, and um, one of my schools was Columbus High School, where I am currently the principal, and I absolutely fell in love. I got to work as a school psychologist with some of my former elementary students and I felt it just gave me holistic understanding of where they were coming from and some of the challenges that they had along the way. Then I had the opportunity to serve as assistant principal at Columbus High School. So I pivoted from being a school psychologist to assistant principal, then became a principal. And fortunately, about a year ago, uh, we were able to launch the Welding Pathway well,
0: we're gonna we're going to come to that when we talk about the pathways at each of your sites. It sounds like uh, all of those different roles are really uh, playing a significant part in your daily interaction with the students that you work with on a daily basis, especially in, the CTE pathways that you have there uh, at Columbus High School and we'll talk specifically about those pathways. Russ, what's your story?
2: Well, I'd say it was a fairly circuitous journey to get where I'm at today, but I started out as an athlete, you know, I was an athlete in college, one of those kids who didn't know what they wanted to do. That was me. And I had this wonderful counselor that told me they asked me what I loved, and I said I love history, I love social science. I like that's what's great to me. And they said, oh, okay, but you're not going to make much money there. You should go into business. So I think we'll make your degree business, and you can follow that pathway. Then you can decide as you get uh, as you get out. Well, that's what I did. I have an international business degree, and I got out of school, and I worked in business, and sales and management really is what I worked in, and I just wasn't tickled. And so I thank my wife every day for this. She told me, listen, you need to go in coach and teach, you're going to love it. That's what you're going to love. That's what you're passionate about. And sure enough, I did it. I I did like Soch. I quit. I went a summer without working with a baby and a wife, and I was feeling terrible about it. But I got hired in Downey, and then I started my path. I ended up at Warren about 12 years ago or 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, Mr. Harris there hired me as his athletic director here at Warren. Since then, I had then moved into administration. And when I got into administration, the key for me in life is to do things that I'm passionate about. Uh, I'm passionate about athletics and I'm still in charge of athletics. And I'm really passionate about uh, CTE programs. I love project-based learning. And so this is kind of where I get to spread my wings. So yeah, this is how I got here.
0: Now let me make a little comment. As your former principal in the the, uh, high school space, how much high school experience did you have when I hired you?
2: Absolutely zero. I came from a middle school. Uh, I knew besides playing a, a long time before that in ba- uh, basketball in high school, I had no experience with high school coaching. And I like to tell John that I was completely unqualified for that job that I got. So,
0: Well, you've done an outstanding job there. And I think the moral of the story for the listeners really kind of from that story is that sometimes you just have to put yourself there. And not second guess whether or not you should be there or whatever. Just uh, if that's what you think is going to be really interesting and you're passionate about, then go for it. Adrian, tell us a little bit about your story.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of different things. We all had like odd jobs, you know, growing up, just random jobs doing different stuff. But I I always worked with young people. I've always worked with youth in some shape or form. So it's kind of been like just a, a natural transition for me. I initially didn't really know what I wanted to do going into college. I played a little bit of sports, but after that was done, I just started thinking about what can I do? <laughs> you know, how am I going to survive? I've always been involved in like some type of creativity or some type of uh, ideas. I usually surround myself with people that are doing new things or creating things, or or that are interested in and in kind of being themselves. You know what I mean? Like just being. Being whoever it is they want to be. So when I first got into education, I was working with kind of at-risk kids or kids in facilities or kids on the on the autism spectrum. And so in that environment, like you got to be open-minded. You know, there's an element of of you needing to allow people to be who who they are, and you needing to understand them. So um, that kind of worked in my in my best interest to have that attitude because I was working in environments where Some people didn't want to work. During that time, I I actually encountered one of the special ed directors in Downey Unified. And I talked to him one day. He was my instructor in a class. He was talking to me about my current job where I was working with um, students with autism. And then he said, hey, do you want a job in our district? And I said, yeah, possibly. So I, I interviewed and then I ended up working at Columbus Continuation High School where I actually met Sochi for the first time. And from there, it just went, you know, I I was a special education teacher. And in that environment, I was always, again, just being creative. That's kind of a part of my lifestyle. That's a part of who I am as a person. So in those environments, I try to use my own personal interests um, as a way to inspire the students um, to pursue different things. And so maybe 18 years ago, 19 years ago, I actually had like a silk screen machine and I brought it into my classroom and stuffed it in a closet and showed my students how to make T-shirts, you know, not knowing that fast forward here, I would be, you know, like um, running a CTE program for you know, thousands of students at a massive comprehensive high school and still kind of being in that state of mind of creativity and still sharing that attitude like, hey, you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. You can utilize whatever comes naturally to you to support you, you know, for me growing up, I didn't really understand that. I was just trying to look for a way to, uh, I guess kind of facilitate my lifestyle, to be honest with you, you know, where can I work? That's gonna give me free time to still do all these like things that I really want to do. And so education kind of fit that. I would kind of be able to get out of work at a reasonable time and I'd have vacation and I could do all these things. So that's kind of how it fit in, but I've always shared that with students. And so CTE is that realm where you can talk to students about, hey, if you want to, if you want to be an artist, you want to be a musician, you want to be a technician, you want to be creative, you want to be an entrepreneur, like this is, this is the, this is the path for you. Before that wasn't really the message that, and, and, you know, if you're not exposed to that, you don't know that. So I enjoy CTE because it gives me the opportunity to share that with students. Like, hey, be yourself, you know? Use, use like who you are to live however you want to live, you know, because ultimately that's what we're all looking for. We all want to feel fulfilled. We all want to be able to be ourselves. And so that's why I think um, CT is super important, you know, in, in the high schools and in the middle schools and wherever we can expose students to these experiences. I think it's a big deal. And, and I feel fortunate to be able to be a part of it.
0: Thank you, Adrian. I think I've known all three of you for... Quite some time now maybe measured in decades and I know each one of you are really really committed to students first and helping students find their passion help them find what they can be successful at uh, in life so that in some ways they'll never work a day in their life because they're doing exactly what they want to do and they they found their purpose and their passion Tell me a little bit, and launching off of what Adrian has just sort of described, tell me a little bit from your school site, kind of a a bigger picture piece, but how has CTE uh, changed your students' lives, career technical education changed your students' lives, not only maybe in the trajectory of their life, but also in their day to day life within an academic setting, yet they're in this pathway where they can work with their hands and solve problems in some other ways. Tell me a little bit about what that's like, what that's been like for you in working with and supporting students as you do so well.
1: The one word that comes to mind is amazing. I mean, to be able to see that journey from that student that is kind of lost, maybe that traditional classroom is not really their strong suit, but being able to be in a space where they are able to, you know, use their hands and use their minds to actually create something tangible and break things apart and reconstruct them and um, apply them and really just shine, you know, really, really be outstanding in their craft it really just transforms the student. It gives them not just a skill, but knowledge that's very specialized, very unique. It sets them apart in a very different way. And um, certainly in a way that maybe they've never experienced before in school. And um, they carry themselves different in the way they talk, in the way they walk, in the way they interact with their peers. With their with their professor um, with their with their instructor their wilding instructor specifically and I mean it, it's literally transformation is the best way that I could put it. Um, they re-engage with school in terms of showing up every day on time from setting up to working to tearing down, you know, the community that you see within our within our CTE welding program specifically, it's just really, really fascinating. The partnership that you see between the student and the teacher as they learn and create together, the amount of pride that they take in the work that they're doing and what they're learning is just really amazing, you know, and to be able to leave our program ready for college, you know, ready to pursue and continue to learn um, that craft in college, but also for industry, you know, it's just it's just such an amazing thing to to witness.
0: Oftentimes in education, we look at the the quality of interactions uh, between uh, different parties, student to teacher. You just and uh, teacher to student that you just referenced, but also student to student. And in some ways, uh, student to self, that is, how do they start interacting with their inner dialogue as a result any thoughts uh, among the three of you about some of that have you seen uh, some things that are maybe a little bit unique to career technical education in terms of how they interact with the instructor how they interact with each other and maybe what that how that inner dialogue that they're having with themselves has changed a little
2: maybe i can jump in and start on and jump off what both of them said um Sochi said for them, uh, amazing is uh, something that comes to mind. For me, it's options. So I'm like, like Adrian, we're a little smaller than them, but we're a large comprehensive high school with 3,600 kids. And we're a college prep high school that's A through G. So every kid that will graduate will graduate uh, college prepared, correct? But I know like so many people and so many kids that that's really not their path they really may not want to go to college so with our cte pathways we have pathways like engineering advanced manufacturing game programming which is a computer science which is going you know straight to college those are those are typically college but game programming we've been to blizzard where they're saying no it's all about your portfolio if your portfolio is there or we do animation we do culinary we do construction tech so these options and and we do something with our middle schools called Pick Your Passion, where every single student that's coming up to the high school has to pick one of the pathways that we have, and we have 10 pathways that they can choose from. And so we give them options and allow them to find something that means something, something that I told you that I need in my life, I need to have passion for it, otherwise I'm just not gonna do it very well. And that's kind of what, we can do for kids and that's what we see happening. We get kids that are, you know, not doing well in school and they go into construction technology and by the time they get done, they can build a house from top to bottom which is what they're doing right now. So they have this skill set, they have jobs in place for them when they get out. That's they're making a living wage or better than a living wage. And so these are the things that I think that, you know, that are the coolest part. We have options to give students so that they're not just you know, in this one pathway and they're stuck there.
3: I agree. I mean, the options are awesome. You know, just the, the product is great. But like as the individual, I think kind of like a, I guess a form of like self-realization, you know, where, where kids can, can say, man, you know what? This, this thing that I'm into, there's value in this. I can kind of take this further. I, this doesn't have to be something that my parents think is just an odd hobby that I need to grow out of. You can kind of be a kid your whole life if you really put your mind to it, you don't have to have a regular job. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to stick to this game plan that you think that you're supposed to stick to. You, you can actually do what it is you want to do. And I, and I think CTE gives you that, that opportunity. It gives you the vehicle to, to do that. You know, it, when you see students working with their teachers, getting an insight into their projects or their ideas, it's incredible because you can see you can see the wheels turning, you know, they're kind of getting the ball rolling and and it allows them to visualize themselves to be that, you know. So when I talk to the to some of my CTE teachers, I encourage them to talk to the students about the, the fact that this is a there's a lifestyle involved in this. When you want to uh, advance in this realm, it's not just when you're in class, you know, people that are really advancing and developing themselves. They they're in love with this you know, they're going home and doing this. They're doing this on their free time. They're showing their friends and family about it. There's a cultivation that takes place within an individual that really thrives in these realms. And so I think it's super unique because it involves everything. You have to, you have to move physically to do these things. You have to think critically to do these things. And it's different than just like reading a book or reciting a textbook or something like that. So it's a It's a whole different experience when students are are engaged in this because there's so much more growth Um, and, and it's and it's super unique to see it. And I think the fact that we have, like like Russ said, all these options, you know, it just gives people the feeling that, hey, I can fit in somewhere. There's somewhere here that I fit in. You know, I'm not just this outsider that's in this other realm that nobody cares about. There's literally something somewhere in all of our schools where you can kind of fit in. And that's, that's pretty cool. You know, that's a super unique thing that we're able to offer. I think that's kind of what what's really exciting about it because you're not going to encounter too many students at any of our schools that, that can't find something that they can take even a little bit of an interest in and get a little bit of satisfaction of being a part of.
2: And I would say on that, they also get that experience and that that level of hands-on experience, but they also get it with industry professionals within the classroom. So we do that all the time, right? So then, like he's talking about, this is a lifestyle. These people do this outside of school. Now they get to have people come in that are doing all these things, that are building homes, that are that are animators for Pixar, that these people come to our school or we go to them. And these kids are actually getting to see themselves going, hey, I do like this, but look at this. The lifestyle is key. Like, I love that he says that because then our kids get to see themselves within that lifestyle and know that everything that I do, hey, it doesn't have to be for naught. It's something that could be really cool and I could make a living at it and we have options for them.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things I I thought about uh, when I walked around when I was in my days on the the school site is that you really don't want to be a place where it's uh, 40 acres surrounded by reality, right? (laughs) Right. You want to be able to connect to, and I'm glad, uh, Russ, that you brought up that industry connection, and maybe others can can kind of comment on that. What is the presence of the industry uh, sector or people from industry in directly uh, interacting with both your faculty in the CTE space as well as the students that are are acquiring a a complete skill set in that pathway? What does that look like?
3: Well... I mean, for us, we have industry relationships kind of across the board. So we've done projects, we've done collaborations like with our engineering students, we've done collaborations with orthopedic um, hospitals that are creating products or fabricating components that are used to, to, to aid uh, orthopedic patients. Um, we have graphic design students that have created graphics, not only that are gonna be presented you know, school-wide, but even district-wide. Um, and they're being guided by professionals. So I think the, and then in auto, we they, they go to trade shows. We have students that are working currently in professional automotive um, settings. We have students in our culinary programs or our food science program that are working in the, the restaurant industry. We have um, entrepreneurial experiences for students that are interacting with business people in the community, but also running student ran businesses. So I think when they when they interact with these professionals, it's just a reinforcement of them being able to see, hey, you can actually do this. This person that you're talking to they're they're doing what you want to do. Here's a real life example of what you want to do. I, I think that's super important because if you don't have that person living in your house or they're in your family circle, it's really hard to identify. And I, and when I talk to students, I I try to encourage them to give themselves to the uh, you got to give yourself the freedom to dream, you know. And like you said, Mr. Harris, you don't want to be uh, in reality all day like schools. They're not really reality. You know, it's not it's not intended to be like a, a place that's limiting your thinking or or making you feel you have to be regimented. You have to be able to think, you know, bigger than these walls and, and bigger than it. You know, we can we can protect students here. So. That's kind of the idea, like, hey, reality's out there. You know, while you're in here, you should be thinking about bigger things, go beyond these things. So I think the industry connection is ultra important. I mean, like Russ said, they visit these uh, game design studios where they're meeting video game programmers that are like, hey, man, I didn't go to college. And the kids are like, what? that's wild. But it's real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to discourage anybody from going to college. However, you know, there there is a reality that exists that says, hey, there's rules, but you don't always have to follow them in the pursuit of what you're trying to accomplish out here. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with that.
2: I agree. And a snapshot of this week, we had a cartoonist from Cartoon Network in class this week. We had an engineer in class this week. And then what, two weeks ago? And I think uh, I think you guys did this, too, Adrian there was a field trip to uc south coast i didn't even know this was a school it has this gigantic farm and our culinary arts program is there learning how to cross breed different vegetables and fruits and learning how to do this and what this means to their classroom and how they can make a better product why they would make a better product and the things that they could do with it that's just in like a you know a week and a half period uh, these are the things that are available to us um, So, yeah, that's what makes it super cool,
1: for sure. Yeah, similarly, at at Columbus High School, we have professionals from industry come in and be guest speakers um, in our media makeup pathway. And then also our welding instructors, one is, uh, you know, certified to um, actually license welders, and they are still, you know, working um, in the profession and that the Wilding pathway is one of our newer pathways, but, you know, just working closely with the local college to build an art, that articulation agreement. And, um, you know, just really excited about, you know, not just what it looks like in our in in the school, but also beyond that, you know, so super, super exciting. And, and again, just validates those strengths that the students have a lot of times working with their hands, problem solving in teams.
0: Well, you mentioned the local college, and the local college is Cerritos a Community College, and there is a very, very strong partnership between each of your campuses. A couple of comments there, or maybe, Sochi, you can go just a little deeper in terms of the pathway I know you really want to talk about in terms of welding and uh, that connection to Cerritos College.
3: Yes,
1: yeah, so we, we um, even though we, we've just launched our welding pathway, we've been working on this vision for quite quite a few years and so to get it off the ground is super exciting cerritos college uh, has just been a great partner in terms of collaborating and creating a rich curriculum that really is going to prepare students for that next step which is college you know learning how to become a welder a certified welder, a skilled welder at the college level and beyond. And so we are currently, um, again, working closely with them. And what that looks like is our program, a team team of folks from Downey Unified going over to Cerritos College and visiting their welding program and having uh, folks from the Cerritos College welding program, Nick Rial, Dr. Rial, and then also Albert Al- Allen, Um, coming over to our program here at Columbus High School and visiting our facility, meeting with our instructors, um, seeing our students actually, you know, cutting and, uh, you know, uh, welding, and, you know, looking at the curriculum, what that's going to look like, and making sure that it aligns in terms of the rigor and the skills that they'll need to know to continue that program at the college level so uh, we're moving in the right direction we have excellent instructors and we couldn't have had a better partnership with cerritos college
0: so welding equipment advanced manufacturing equipment can be pretty expensive especially if you're doing what you're doing and that is you don't buy any equipment that isn't used directly currently in industry And so the listeners oftentimes will ask, how do you pay for that? And uh, you've been um, pretty fortunate in being able to have grant funding from both the California Department of Education through the CTIG program as well as the California Community College Strong Workforce program has provided significant support in doing that. Would you have been able to do these programs without that kind of grant support. Can you speak to that just a little bit?
3: No, it would not happen. There's no, (laughs) No we don't, our our school site doesn't have um, the budget for that. Again, like those, those grants that we have access to really allows for us to think creatively and to have bigger ideas. You know, this year we're getting the manufacturing equipment. Last year we got a large format um, printer that our, our graphic design students can utilize. I mean, it's a it's a really professional, advanced piece of equipment that's just incredible. I mean, and and again, big ideas, they require, they require money. You know, that that's just the bottom line. You're not gonna, you're not gonna execute a great idea without any money. And so when I talk to different people, I'm just kind of like, hey, if you really care about it and you really want to see it happen, you got to put some money behind it. And that's just the reality of it. You know, we have pretty big schools. And I mean, that's just in general. You got to you have to invest in some you have to invest. If you're not going to invest in an idea, it's just not going to happen. And so fortunately for us, Mr. Harris, the whole CT department, Baya Group, you know, they're incredible at, you know, giving us the opportunity to think big, you know, and have have big ideas so that it'll benefit our students, you know, in the long run.
1: And to piggyback on that, outside of the cost, having the support to find these highly qualified individuals from the field come in to teach our students. Because not only do we have um, now the space that really was from ground zero on up, a place where we could safely teach students to weld, we were able to hire Uh, Two welding instructors that are just, as mentioned, highly, highly qualified, um, great experience um, in the industry as welders, but also teachers, welding instructors at the college level. So not only do they uh, teach our students during the day, but they also, um, you know, are instructors in the evening um, at the college level it is absolutely something that we would not have been able to afford um, on our own. So being able to have the support of our district and being able to work with other organizations in terms of the grant writing and um, grant funds to launch and maintain over time, um, build these programs over time um, absolutely are making this possible, um, not just for our welding program, but also for our, our media makeup program. So, uh, definitely something that is vital or key to the process.
2: And can I give you an example for us? We have two new pathways this year. We've got uh, audiovisual pathway, uh, which is sponsored by AVIX. It's the first audiovisual pathway of this kind, I think, in the United States, but de- definitely in California. And you could imagine, so it could it takes on so many things from stage setup to you know video and and audio setup for concerts, for meetings, for you know, we visited Hulu, we visited the the new tech at USC. We went to Infocom this last summer and, and we're purchasing through grants or your office for us and for our kids are purchasing through, through grant money uh, funding for this pathway. We've also got an advanced manufacturing pathway that I've heard the, the numbers around $2 million in equipment and mills, lathes and such for, uh, for Downey and Warren that's moving into our advanced manufacturing programs without this kind of i mean there's no way a school budget or even a district budget could hold those kind of pathways and that's just two pathways that started this year i have 10 pathways total and i know that, that downey has a large number and then that welding program is just really phenomenal so to be able to fund all those i just don't know how you would do it if you didn't have that
0: each of you has uh, has mentioned uh, big ideas uh big dreams and, uh, and the word vision has come up uh, quite a number of times, and e- each of you are very, very familiar with the saying in your circles that uh, vision doesn't follow money, money generally follows vision. And so vision comes first, and then the money seems, seems to manifest itself in a variety of ways. So... Believe it or not, our time is just about over, and I'm going to end with the same question that I I do with almost all of our guests on the Future Groove podcast. What is your future groove? What is your vision uh, for these programs in the next, say, three to five years?
1: Well, at our school, I envision graduation with a full class of students being pathway completers. Meaning that they finish two years of welding, and have forklift certification, and are enrolled in Cerritos College, maybe some some scholarships to go along with that, and that they become certified welders, and with that they're able to um, be economically independent, positively contributing to their community, and being positive role models for their younger brothers and sisters and leaving a positive impact in their community and and beyond. And to continue, um, I see the relationship between Downey Unified and Cerritos College to just be not just stronger, but a model for other programs um, throughout the state of California and maybe even through the nation. That's the work, that's the vision and um, and that's the direction that we're moving.
2: I'd say for Warren, three to five years, our district and our CTE department, we've talked about grant money. Our district uh, just secured a measure K, which is a bond measure that's going to get 25 to $40 million for Warren High School alone to build a CTE building. Uh, which is one of the things. We have amazing equipment, but we really don't have large, huge spaces to put them in. So this is going to allow us to do some really, really great things. And honestly, I just think if we can continue to do things like that, keep kids first, provide options for kids, that, like Sochi said, when kids graduate, I don't want kids to be lost. I want them to have an idea. I want them to have a a hope. I want them to have a skill that they can then – you know, build a lifestyle that they're going to enjoy, whether that be college or not college, whatever that may be. I want us to provide something for every kid, not just some kids.
3: Yeah, I think for, for uh, Downey High, you know, a lot of the same things. We're, we're here to get kids graduated. We're here to send them off into the future for RCT programs. I hope that we can stay relevant. You know, you got to be relevant. I hope that we are able to always access, like, cutting edge, current technology, current equipment, industry standard items. And that's, you know, that's super important in these programs. And fortunately for us, we've been able to do that, you know, and it's just, we're not like living in reality sometimes, you know what I mean? Because I say the same, I say that to people too, like, this is not reality. You know, this is, this is not the standard. You can go somewhere else and it's just not, it's not this way everywhere. So, we're super fortunate that that we have access to these things. So, I hope that things continue to get better. I hope that our our instructors stay inspired. You know, they stay excited about what they're doing because that's that's a big component of it. That's infectious. You know, their excitement about what they're doing every day is what the students feed off of, you know, so that so I hope that we can kind of maintain that energy. We stay forward motion, you know, we stay relevant. We stay cutting edge, we stay inspired, um, and we just keep giving students opportunities that are going to benefit them, you know, for the rest of their lives, not just while they're here in our, in our high schools.
0: Well, Sochi, Russ, Adrian, thank you so much for all that you do in helping students find their future groove, their passion, so that uh, they find a purpose and a direction in their lives as they move from you on to further training and on into the into the workplace. Uh, so, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your passion for career technical education.
1: Thank you so much for your leadership, and it was a pleasure being here with you all talking about CT and what it can do for our kids in our community.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot. It was fun.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Future Groove podcast. You can find the show notes for this and other episodes on the Future Groove website by connecting to futuregroove.com. You'll also find links to organizations and resources referenced in today's conversation. You can contact us through the website or by emailing us. Our email address is john at futuregroove.com. We are especially grateful for our executive producer, Kelly Cooper, and our pre- and post-production engineer and studio master, Nicholas Chamberlain, at EveryWord Media. Until next time, I'm John Harris wishing you all the best in finding your future groove.